Is that a breakup? I think we have a situation right here. Hello, good day, Dindo. How are you? <laughs> Not too bad, Brother Carlos. And you? I am good. I'm well. <laughs> we meet once again. Yes, once again. <laughs> so, you know, with this one, um, because we've built up so much momentum, I'm going to go straight for the kill with this, uh, with okay. this episode. So, um, in, in the one that we did um, previously, you mentioned that uh, you had made your way over to the US and now you're in the US. And what had happened, which I found very interesting, was yeah. that Remoyo had to get permission from a married man to be with you, right? She got yeah. that permission. You're now in America, but I want to go straight for the red flags. I want to know what went wrong with you and Remoyo. Okay. All right. Mm. So the lessons will still remain the same pretty much. If there are any more that I feel um, are worth dropping, I'll just drop along the way. Cool. Um, so fast forward now, I'm in the U.S., just arrived um this is a whole new world for me i have no clue um how to maneuver my way around things Mm -hmm. but she had hinted along the way as we were making our plans that chances are we were not going to end in the u.s we're actually going to proceed to 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 canada okay yes (laughs) right so yeah i'm thinking okay so when she arrives um, I'm at Airbnb. When she arrives, she's going to spend two nights here with me before we proceed. Um, and then we'll see how best we can move from there. Mm-hmm. So also remember, she had paid for the for the flight, but yeah. um, had not communicated it with me. Yeah. But instead, she secretly, she told my mother. Yeah. And my mother had secretly lied to me as well, that she's the one that paid for the flight. Mm. So in my head, I'm thinking my mother is the one that's paid for the flight. And um, the amount that I had saved up for my flight was I had given to my mom. <clears throat> okay. Then at the airport, then she handed me back the, the the envelope with the money. Yeah. And she said, no, you're going to start a whole new life. You don't know what, what awaits you there. So mm. you're going to need this to get by. Mm-hmm. Um, you can send me back the money when you're back on your feet because we're also developing a property back home. Yeah. So it was meant to be for the development of the property. So he says, oh, oh. So I took the offer. I went. Um. The first initial fight we had, remember friend, Mofu's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. She's somebody from high school. Yeah. Um, we had both agreed that I would not communicate with her in any way unless she's, she was first to communicate with me because as far as I'm concerned, I'm trying to build something serious here. Yeah. And this friend um, has bad blood with her from before. Mm-hmm. So I'm not looking into being suspected of oh, the yeah, same of course, yeah. yeah 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 so this girl um maintained communication with Ramoy they talk from time to time so I we got to a point where we used to post about each other a lot on all social media platforms like mm-hmm. Facebook, Instagram, we were all over the place and mm-hmm. we were a couple of goals for almost all our friends. Mm-hmm. Um so I posted a picture of me and her on my WhatsApp status. Then the friend comments, he says, oh, you guys look so good together. Are you guys together now? And I'm like, no, mm. I'm, I'm back home. I'm in Zim. She's in the US. He says, oh, okay, cool. Um, anyway, how are you guys doing? And I said, I'm fine. I got a question about that just quickly. Why did you lie that you were in Zim when you were actually in the US? We had both agreed we are not, she, okay, she used to say I, I overshare information a bit too much when it comes to friends. Mm-hmm. So 
the whole move was a secret to everybody because we're doing something that was a bit risky and she just believed bad aura uh, comes from oversharing. Okay. Especially from friends and all of that. So you don't know who's for you and who's against you. Okay. And you don't know the kind of prayers they make against you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. <clears throat> so that's the reason why even with my family, it was a secret. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just left. The only person that knew was my mother. Yeah. And even at the airport, only her mother knew from their side. She's a, she actually escorted to the airport too. Mm. So yeah, um, that situation happens. Um, we are now in transit. We're going to Canada now. So along the way, she then says, oh yeah, by the way, um, I just thought you need to know this. We are not going through the actual border. It's a, it's a whole little border jumping kind of situation. So we need to structure up an alibi. Okay. Uh, um, as to why we're crossing over. Mm-hmm. So this is the thing about me. She knew I had a whole lot of um, connections within politics. Mm-hmm. So she's like, okay, fine. Try and figure out what you can use along the lines of politics mm-hmm. as your as your alibi. So yeah, I am now trying to figure out, and I only have about six hours to, fi- to figure a story out mm-hmm. that makes sense because you're going to seek asylum now. I'm like, oh, wow. Hmm. So this means chances are I'm not going to be seeing my family for at least five years. Whoa. And <laughs> I'm only getting to hear this now. I managed to pick up a story along mm-hmm. the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get to the border. I give my alibi. Everything's fine. We cross over. We're now on the other side. I now completely don't have social media on my phone. So WhatsApp, Instagram, everything. I deleted everything. Mm-hmm. So when you got to the other side, um, I'm holding my, we went through to the, to the refugee camp where you stay. So it's like an actual hostel. We're at that hostel. We're now staying there. Everything is fine. Then following morning, we had to go to a particular office. We went to that office. And in that moment, I don't know whether it was a stroke of impatience that hit her mm-hmm. or what, mm-hmm. but she just changed. She just became this whole different, I don't even know what to call it. But she just got so tense. Yeah. So we get into that office. They're asking us questions. I'm responding. I'm telling them how we got there, ETC. And um, uh, now my story has to also include her or involve her in some way. Mm-hmm. So I didn't say, no, my political activities got her entangled into, into that mess. Yeah. So because I'm affiliated to a couple of politicians, ETC, mm-hmm. she was also on the chopping board for that because she then becomes dead weight for me. If they find her, they find me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from there, we then proceeded to um, to do the whole formal structures that you go through in that process. And then from there, went back to the to the hostel. Whilst we're at that office again, just about to leave, friend then sends a message and she says, oh, hi, long time. So this is now over a week mm. since I've left. And since my conversation with friend on the comment on my status, Nick says, um, so how's Carlos? I haven't spoken to him in two days. Mm-hmm. And now Ben, my manager, Moy have been together at least a week now. Yeah. Uh, physically. Mm-hmm. And I don't have social media for almost five days. And she says, I haven't spoken to him in two days. Shamoy mm-hmm. just looked at me and she says, oh, so you've been talking to her. And I'm like, hold on, what are you on about? Then she tilts the phone towards me. Mm-hmm. And then she got up and she started crying. Then she oh. went to the washroom. Mm-mm. She locked herself in. She came back 10 minutes later, bloodshot red eyes, and she was crying. That's when I looked at her and I said, look, I haven't spoken to this girl in 
this number of days. Yeah. How long have you not had social media? Yeah. And she kept quiet. Exactly. She ignored that. Um, we got to the hospital to the hostel. Now she's getting intel again from her friend on which transportation to take to go to the next city. Yeah. Because we, we're done with that process there. We now need to proceed to the city that we, we said we are going to base in, which is Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, so upon going to Toronto, um, from that whole time that we left that office, going to the hostel to start packing ETC, there was a whole lot of silence. She ignored me the whole time. Anything that I tried to say to her would just trigger anger. Yeah. So I got there, me being me, I chose, okay, fine. I don't want trouble. Let me just keep myself quiet. Mm. We get into the train. She plugs in her earphones. We went a whole six and a half hours train ride. No conversation at all. She really didn't want to talk, did she? Except for the moment that I was ordering food. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Throughout, there was no conversation. We get there. We we get an Uber to her friend's friend's house. We get to the friend's house. Same thing, silence. It's only when we got to the friend's house that she pretended a little because she doesn't want the friend to notice what's going on. Mm-hmm. Then in the morning, there's again silence. That's when I grabbed her to the side and I said, look, fingers <laughs> at you. I'm not trying to intimidate you in any way. I'm not trying to threaten you in any way. But look, just sit down think. I didn't have WhatsApp for a number of days. Mm. Your friend is telling you B. And if you listen and check through, here's my phone. You're the one with the SIM card in your phone, not me. I don't have a SIM card. So at what point did I then talk yeah, to you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't add up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for not understanding. I'm sorry for being considerate ETC. Then she kept quiet. Yeah. Ended. In that moment, I then understood, okay, fine. So she's not a very good communicator. Mm. That's where we had a problem. Um, from there, we then had issues when I went to now visit my immigration lawyer. We're now dealing with the situation ETC. So at first, I'd been denied uh, what they call legal aid, which is um, a government fund to get you a legal um, a legal practitioner yeah. to handle immigration affairs. Yeah. So the first attempt, I got denied uh, because they said, apparently, when I went to apply for my visa, I had money. So now that I, I'm claiming I don't have money, what happened to the money that I oh, used yeah, when yeah. I passed? It wasn't. So I didn't explain, yeah. yeah. So I explained the process to them. Um, they didn't understand it. So now she had to step in, talk to her friends, try and get the friends to get me a different lawyer, mm-hmm. which then happened. And I got a different lawyer. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, again, she now became a bit more bossy. She now feels okay because I'm taking all these L's for you. You need to start treating me with a bit more respect. Okay. Okay. Um, pretty much she became the man in the relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I I let all of that slide because to me it wasn't really relevant until we then got a place of our own and we started living on our own. Um, so we got a place, we started living in our own place. Um, the friend, one of the friends also then came from Zim to do the same process, started living with us. Yeah. Um, the first week was okay. Mm. Second week was okay. We had no issues. Mm. Um, then in the third week, I then started working. I got a job. Mm-hmm. So I'm not working. Um, I'm working for a landlord. Um, he had a construction company. Yeah. So I'm working in construction with this guy. So this is how things used to happen. I used to leave work. I used to leave home from for work around about, I think, 10, 11 in the morning. Mm. Then I get back around 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. She then got a job a few weeks after um, I had started working. And when she got a job, she, she was working seven in the morning up to 
around about 7 p.m., 6, 7 p.m. So she worked longer hours than I did. Yeah. Um, and now her little sister had also then come. Okay, so that little sister, she then texts and she says, I'm pregnant. Mm. Uh, I'm really pregnant now. So my boyfriend proposed yesterday, ETC. She sends pictures. So um, he wants to marry me and we're going back home to to get married. Yeah. Jamoy then says, okay, fine, no problem. It's, it's, um, you guys chose that path, no problem. I'll mm-hmm. support you either way. Mm-hmm. So she's the one that was handling the daughter, the sister's, um, most of the sister's bills, mm-hmm. um, school fees, ETC. So pretty much she's the one that holds fort in the, in, in, in the whole family, but she has this certain hatred towards men. So she didn't get along with the father. Okay. Jamoy had this hatred towards men simply because of her issues with her dad. Mm-hmm. But now it had reversed onto me. I'm the one that has daddy issues because I don't quite get along with my dad. Okay. okay. <laughs> so we started having problems when the little sister then in her pregnancy stage, Jamoya calls her sister and then she says, um, have you ever considered coming here? Would you want to come here? Mm-hmm. So sister's like, yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. But I'm here in Zim and this guy's supposed to come back and come back from China to marry me, ETC. So how is that gonna work? Mm-hmm. Then she said, No, um, talk to the guy and tell him you are you're proceeding here to come live with me. Yeah. So I think she did. I don't know what happened in, on, on the sister's part, but when it then came to communication with me, I don't know, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, Tinto. Mm-hmm. You're living with me as your partner. And we are trying to establish something serious. We are focusing on a future together. Mm-hmm. These decisions, I don't think are decisions that you make alone. No, you don't. I was not informed about this. I was, actually, I won't say I was consulted. I was informed. Mm. So she comes up, I come back from work. She says, um, so I'm thinking of bringing my sister here. Mm-hmm. So when you say that, keyword there is thinking. Yeah. Yes. So I waited for a response because you're thinking. So I said, okay, fine. Since you're thinking, let me know what the final decision is. Yeah. Um, but again, you do realize if she comes, there's an effect on our financial situation, there's an effect on, on us also as well. Because now there's a third party involved. And again, she's going to need support from both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I also still have other expenses I need to cover back home. My little brother has also just gone to India for school. So these are also things I need to consider too. Yeah. Then she says, she's my mother's daughter. I wouldn't let her struggle if whatever calamity hits her, it also hits me too. Yeah. So if there's anything that, that needs, um, that needs funding, I'm there for her. Mm-hmm. Ah, then I thought, okay, fine. If that's your call, then no problem. I took a step back on that one I, because again, it's still a thought. So I'm waiting for the thought to get processed. And then I hear the final decision mm-hmm. until a week later, I get a message. Can I please have your, your bank card details? Mm-mm. Then I send my bank card details. So I thought maybe she's trying to buy something, food or something for yeah. the house. Yeah, yeah. I give her the bank details. Mm-hmm. But no way. She's um she's trying to give to her sister so the sister can have access to Uber and ETC when she gets to the US. Wow. Then I come back from work and then he says, Oh yeah, um, little sister's visa is out. She's coming on this day. Wow. So flight has been done, visa has been done, ETC without without me being consulted. To me, that was a bit forward. Again, I didn't call it out then. Mm-hmm. But I then called it out a few days later and I said, look, I don't see why you're going to do this without my consent. Because again, you said you're going to think about it. So when you said you're thinking about it, I was waiting for a final decision. Mm. She stood her ground. But anyway, 
it was already water under the bridge. Mm. Sisters already now in Ethiopia, halfway coming here. Mm, mm. There was nothing I could do about it anymore. So sister arrives, and upon sister's arrival, she then sends me a message and she says, um, please let me know how much I owe you on your card so I can pay you back. Okay. That's when I responded and I said, look, it doesn't make sense. Your sister's my sister too. Yeah. I don't see why, I should, why we should be going on um, trying to go back and forth compensating finances that are there for the household. Yeah, yeah, it's not my money alone. It's for the household. Mm-hmm. That's how I put it. Um, then she says, "Okay, fair and fine, quiet." She goes quiet. So again, she also hadn't consulted the landlord. So landlord was also freaking out. Mm-mm. Why would you allow your sister to just come all the way from Zim, only for you to tell me today that your sister's arriving? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not right. So the landlord also had issues with her. So she then complained and she says, "No, you've jumped the gun because this is my place. Um, I'm in control of how many people I want in my house." So. I just don't think this is right. So I want you out. Whoa. So on our way to pick up the little sister, she then says to me, um, so Carlos, I think I'll be moving to an Airbnb until we find a place of our own for within the next 10 days. Whoa. That's when I said, hey, why would you move to an Airbnb and leave me with your friend and your sister in the same house? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. If you're going to do an Airbnb, let it be for me. Yeah, yeah. Your sister yeah. came to you, she needs you more. I mean, why should you move out? Then she says, oh, okay, fine, no no problem. So we had bought a whole lot of baby stuff for the little sister because we're all excited about this baby. Yeah. Um, fast forward, little sister arrives. That was the day that I became a total stranger in that household. Mm. Everything turned upside down. That whole paradise we had just died. From the sister's arrival, there was so much chaos that even I was non-existent in that, in that picture. Um, we started having problems. We started arguing. We would complain and fight about really unnecessary things. But when we then had our moments, just the two of us, we were good. Mm. So she got to a point where I now started coming back home from work. I'd get home. Um, little sister would be sleeping. I make dinner, wait for Jamoy to come back, and then she takes a shower. We take a shower or rather... Um, then we have dinner together. Mm. I do the dishes and then we go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'd leave her at least within f- at least 15 to 20 minutes to show with her sister just to have that bonding session. So when she did that, um, there was a bit of a fight that went on. She started becoming distant, very distant. So this is what I was doing. In me giving them space together was... An, of uh, out of consideration of the fact that they haven't seen each other in two years and these are siblings mm-hmm. they were very very close so they needed that alone time together mm-hmm. so she can bond with her sister but instead she saw that as me withdrawing from her mm. so we started having problems then again when I tried to hold her or just to kiss her she says no um, you shouldn't do this in front of my sister because you now make her feel lonely too because her boyfriend is not here mm. Okay. But how is that my problem? Because yeah. when you brought this into the household, you said it wasn't an issue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So with the whole cooking situation, she would show off to her friends, take videos, take pictures, even video call some of her friends. Or to, oh, okay, look, guys, you know, type of situation. This mm. guy's cooking for me and yeah. you guys are out there, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet later on, when she then turns sideways, she sees this as a as a as as a problem. 
So she got to a day where she texted my mom and she says, Mama, um, I don't know how to address this situation, but we're having issues. There's trouble in paradise. Mm. That's when my mom said, why? What's going on? Then she says, I don't know, but me and uh, Carlos seem to have distanced from each other. Yeah. My mom said, we tried talking about it. Mm. Then she says, no, we haven't. Okay, so what exactly is it? Then she says, um, all of a sudden I feel um, neglected. I feel like, um, no, she didn't say neglected. She said, I feel... I feel like I'm less of a woman nowadays in this household because all of my, my duties as a woman are being done by him. <laughs> yeah. um, he cooks, he does the dishes, he, and when my sister tries to do it, um, he says no. And this is me thinking, why would I allow a pregnant woman to go through the whole labor of clear, cleaning a whole house yeah. when I'm able-bodied and she can just relax? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and for me, it wasn't because I was doing it out of, um, I can't even find the right word for it, but I wasn't doing it because I I, I wanted to do it myself, mm -hmm. but I was doing it because I, it was out of consideration for the next person. Yeah. Because when, when I was growing up, my mother constantly was in hospital when she was pregnant. Her blood pressure would be high for anonymous reasons. Mm. So overworking was one of them. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want that to be happening with her. And that makes, um, a, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So it was out of consideration of the next person, but she didn't see it that way. She saw it as, okay, this guy is trying to be rebellious. He feels like he needs to do everything on his own. Yeah. Um, so I got to a day. Then my mom says, no, talk about it. So in that same moment, I'm also texting my mom and I said, oh, mom, I don't know what's going on between the two of us. We've just gone distant and I don't know how to fix it. So my mom actually jokingly texts and says, what's wrong with the two of you? You're both texting me about the same thing. Um, where aren't you guys um, close to each other? And I said, she's right next to me. Then my mom says, okay, yeah, she texted and she told me certain things that she needs to talk about. But I thought maybe she'll talk about you now. She'll talk about them with you now. Yeah. And I said, no, she hasn't. Then yeah. she says, okay, fine, probably she will. So I kept quiet. Mm -hmm. I gave her at least two days and nothing happened. So that's when I then texted her best friend. And I said to the friend, look, I don't understand what's going on with the friend. But this is what's going on. Um, we've tried talking things through, but then I'm not getting any response from her. Mm. The friend looked funny and then she says, okay, fine, I'll talk to her. Mm. Um, and then I explained the situation. I said, okay, I think it's more to do with the fact that I'm always doing all the household chores, ETC. Okay. Then the friend, she says, oh, I don't get it why she's now complaining. Because to us, she actually shows off in, in our friend's group. Yeah. She sends pictures of the meals, ETC, and she actually shows off. And for me, I actually feel like this is a blessing because even for me, my husband hardly comes home to do such. Yeah. So we actually envy you guys. Mm. Only to find out that she complains about it to your mother. And I'm like, yeah. And without even talking about, talking about it with me. So that's the part I don't get. Cause if she had at least hinted to me that she doesn't like it, then I'd give her, allow her that space. Mm. Um, so friend said she talked to her, but I don't know what, what the conversation between the two of that um, was. So fast forward, we went to church, came back from church, same thing. She was a pictures person. She normally used to say, babe, come, let's take pictures, ETC. So we had a whole lot of selfies with each other. Yeah. But in that moment, we come back from church. She stands outside with the sister. They start taking pictures. And I stood there for at least five minutes. I didn't get that invite. So I went straight into the house. Hmm. I started making coffee. Yeah. Then I came back. Then she says, um, and I came back. They were still doing the same thing. Then I went back into the house. That's when I started talking to a friend that we used to live with. And I was like, look, this is what's going on. I don't know how to fix this. Mm -hmm, and he mm -hmm. says, no, you guys need to talk. Mm -hmm. 
then I hear conversation that's going on in the, in, in the lounge. So they were talking about a friend of theirs who was going through a situation in their marriage and their marriage seemed a bit rocky. And in that marriage being rocky, the friend's relatives are saying, no, stick around for the sake of um, your children. Mm-hmm. Then mine goes and says, I'll never stick around for in a marriage for children. Mm-hmm. If it's not working, it's not working. Why should I force myself with somebody when, when things are like that? Um, if things get intense to that extent, I'd rather be a small house to somebody than get married. Mm-hmm. This is my girlfriend saying that, and I'm in the next room and I can hear that. Jeez. So I walked into the room so she could hear, so she so she could see that I hear. And when I got in and sat, she says, Washington's where babe. Like I said, I'd rather be a small house. So if you feel you want to marry somebody else, feel free to let me know. Go marry that person, and then I'll become a small house to you. Wow. If you feel so she walked into she walked to the towards the bedroom. So I had texted a few seconds before that and I said, I need to see you. So she walked to the bedroom. They says, come. Then I went there and I'm like, what's, what's that all about? Mm-hmm. So the sister actually then said, mm, Shemoya, don't you think this is a bit too much? Yeah, yeah, it's not right. I get to the bedroom. She says such, dude, um, I don't get why you're going to complain to my friend about the things that are going on to me and you, ETC, you should have just spoken to me about it. And I said, no, look, I tried talking to you, but you are not, you are not responsive. So what do you want me to do? Hmm. So I decided, let me seek advice from the best person that knows you well enough more than anybody yeah, else. Yeah. You said your mother doesn't know you enough. You said your sister doesn't know you enough, but instead that best friend knows everything about you. Yeah. So that's why I decided, let me talk to your friend so I can get to understand from your friend's point of view, since number one, she's married. Number two, she's your best friend. She knows you better than anybody. Because if I was to ask any of my friends, I don't have any married friends. And the ones that I do have that I consider friends that are married is more for, which you know. Yeah. And getting Momo's advice, you'll probably tell me it's such cheating. Yeah. Then she says, okay, fine, you know what? But like I told you, um, my words are final. If you feel you want to marry someone else, go ahead and marry that person. Since I'm the cause to all our problems in this relationship. Mm-hmm. Every fight that we have, it seems I'm always the issue. Mm-hmm. Then I said, no, it's not like that. But you just need to communicate more. So in me saying so, she walked out. Mm-hmm. That was the last of that conversation. We come back from escorting the friend. Everything is cool. We're back to normal again. So I felt we had already ironed out that. But no way, it wasn't yet. Mm-hmm. We then moved houses. We started staying in a different place. Mm-hmm. Again, we're now living in a new house. We've just moved in. The second day in that house, I decided, let me buy drinks. Let's chill. Do a little housewarming of our own. In that moment, I buy drinks. We're chilling. We're having drinks. We're talking. And um, everybody else goes to sleep. So it's now me and you time. But she spent so much time on her phone that day that we hardly got a chance to actually chill and talk until I then pushed her off the phone. So who was she on the phone to? Um, Apparently she was texting a friend who was also asking the process of how to come through. Okay, okay. She was trying to come through as well. There's obviously um, a lot happening here, and and I can tell there's there's a hell of a lot to actually go through that. But just looking at where we are with the time with this, mm-hmm. I, I sort of need to get to the cracks. So, you okay, know, to get to the cracks, I don't know what then happened in that in that moment. But mm-hmm. we had that fight. We tried to resolve again. There was issues. She mm-hmm. never really um, opened up to what the issue was. Mm-hmm. So fast forward. January, we also had problems again. February, we had issues again. So we're now living with another friend of ours, hers who was now staying in the basement. This guy, so this many, lady. So many were you now in this house. So this is <laughs> me, her, and the sister in the top floor. 
um, and the baby. Sister now has a baby. Yeah. Um, then in the basement, there's two of her friends. Yeah. Um, and one has her boyfriend living with her. So it was just then a series of fights that then went that went on until round about March. That's when everything got really worse to a point where she and the sister um, started giving me trouble. Like constantly we would fight and I would talk to her mother, I would talk to her friends to try and fix the situation. Yeah. But it got so messy that nobody anymore wanted to, to get into yeah, whether they yeah. get involved, I don't know. But I also kept trying because I had hope in what we were trying to build. Mm. But instead, Jamoya was done. And at that moment, I didn't pick it up. Yeah. yeah. For what reason she was done, I don't know. But it got to a point where we are in bed together one morning. And she says, oh, so-and-so says hi. And who is this so-and-so? That ex from Zim that she had to ask permission. permission. Jeez. And I'm thinking, to what extent did your conversation get that he would now want to greet me. Yeah. And he greets me on grounds. He's not friends with me. Exactly. Um, who is he to me? Who is he greeting me as? Mm. She kept quiet about it. Wow. That slid. So now then she had that with my uncle. My uncle then said, no, I think you need to put a stop to this. Move out of that house. Get your own space. And start visiting each other constantly until you guys are stable enough in your relationship. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, for as long as you're living under that roof with her, her sister, ETC. <laughs> you're in trouble, brother. We then had a fight to a point where her and the sister kicked my stuff out of the house. Like, oh. literally, she beat me up. Really? Yes. Why? We are trying to talk about... So, I had talked to the sister's boyfriend. Now, we are now at a point where we are trying to get this guy to come through also. Yeah. So, I was giving him tips on how he could come through. So, he got denied a visa twice. Mm. So, in the third attempt, I then suggested, why don't you come through with artists? So, what I, tr- what I was now trying to do was organize... With guys that come through here for festivals, etc. So when oh, they yeah, are yeah, coming yeah. through, they yeah, let yeah, us yeah. know, and then he comes in as a band member. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's now the process I was now trying to go through. So as I was talking to him, we got comfortable in talking to each other. That the Bamnini decided no. Um, he shared his relationship problems with me. I started sharing mine too, and I think my problem, my biggest weakness, was also I then overshared with him. Mm-hmm. So every time I shared something with him, he would then go and tell my nina as well. Okay. So when it then goes back from my nina, it goes back to Jamoy. It's yeah, now a course. cycle. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. obviously spiced up too. Now that makes sense. So, so, so I there get... was no other communication between me and her. We got to a point where we're not sleeping in separate bedrooms. Mm. Okay. Um, I got a text from her at 11 p.m. After a whole fight, after being told I am the most pathetic excuse of a human being. Mm. Um, she can't believe she was about to get married to me. And then 30 minutes later, she's sending me a text message. Please come to my room. I want to I have sex with you. It was a bit strange, wasn't she? So it just became toxic yeah. to such an extent that I walked out. Yeah, yeah. And when she then beat me up that day with the whole situation with Bamini, that's when I, she kicked my stuff out of the house. Mm. And in an attempt to drop, to throw my laptop onto the wall and to tear immigration documents of my acceptance as a... As a as a conventional refugee. Mm-hmm. That's when I then held on to her and I said, no, look, this is it. And then she locked the door in the bedroom in an attempt to try and fight with me again. Mm-mm. So because we're now fighting in the bedroom, no one really knows what's going on in the room. So mm-hmm. I was trying to resist. Mm-hmm. She's unlocking and blocking the door so I can't get out. Little sister now then yells out, I'm calling the cops if you beat her up. Yikes. So at that moment, I freaked out and I dialed 911. 
Yeah. And I put the phone down. So the police can hear the squabble. Yeah. But in them hearing the squabble, they don't really know who's fi- who's fighting who. Mm-hmm. So they deployed police over to the house. And I explained what was going on. Um, then they took her in. Wow. In them taking her in, um, I don't know how long it took for them to, to really assess the situation, but they took her in for a couple of hours. They came back at 4 a.m. They tried to get her, um, they told her to get her stuff and she needed to move out. Um, until the issues resolved. So in me calling the police, I didn't call the police so she could get arrested. I called yeah. the police so they could try and reason with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and sit down and just diffuse the situation. But instead, the law here states um, whenever one has been attacked already, it's a criminal offense mm. and she's liable to get arrested. Mm. So I did plead to the police at least more than seven times before they came and after they came. Yeah. Not to arrest her. Yeah. But they didn't been arrested. So they took her in. She was arrested. Um, three weeks later. So in me talking after I got the the morning after that, I spoke to a friend of mine and I told my friend that was going on. Well, what had happened? He got me to move to a different city to his sister's place. So I texted one of her friends and I said, okay, fine. I'm leaving the house. I've left ETC. I've left ABCD. I've taken all my stuff. If there is anything of mine left, please call me and let me know and I'll come and pick it up. Yeah. Because now she has a whole family there in that household. I didn't feel it was safe for me to remain there. And again, little sister has a baby, mm. a baby that still needs her attention. Yeah, she yeah, also yeah. needs her attention too. Yeah, yeah. So it was only safer for me to leave that space so she could come back home. Yeah. So I went to my friend's sister's place. I stayed in a different city for a week and a half until that friend's boyfriend then called me back and they said they got me a job. So I came back and I'm living with that guy. In the first weekend that I got back, I get a phone call from that Nigerian artist, Runtown. And Runtown says, yo, man, I'm around. I didn't know you guys are here. I only heard from so-and-so, a friend of ours. Mm-hmm. So I'm performing at this club. Come through to the club. Let's let's have a good time. And I said, cool. So this is the Friday that I've mm-hmm. just arrived. Mm-hmm. Um, the Thursday was, was Ramoy's birthday. Mm-hmm. So Ramoy is probably wilding out because she now knows I'm no longer in the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here I am. I go um, to the club. I'm waiting by the bar. I'm waiting for Runtown to arrive. Um, Jamoyo, the whole situation is still not dealt with. They still haven't fully broken up because we've only been parted ways by a, by a restraining order. So we still haven't broken up. We're still together. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, Jamoyo walks into the door holding hands with a 50-year-old looking guy. Mm-mm. What? The reaction she struck when she saw me was just, ah, and that's it. Whoa. I was gutted, Tinto. I was gutted. I didn't know what to do. I think it's very important in relationships that we pay attention to yeah. the people we're with. Yeah. Pay attention yeah. to the energies of the people that we're with. And as much as I love this woman, mm-hmm. um, probably still do, but in a different way now. Yeah. It just got so chaotic, Tinto. For the sake of time, I'll end it here. If um, there's still need for this... Um, talk i think i'll have this talk with you later on and then you can see how you can incorporate it somewhere else but yeah it was a crazy experience i, 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 I mean this has been an incredible journey i mean when it, when but what really st- uh, strikes me the most is how you had to leave everything you had and you, you and you're doing very well in zimbabwe to end up in a situation like this where you know where you don't have closure uh yeah well i guess now it all makes sense um the the, the four lessons that came out originally um when we started this particular section of Zimbabwe was that don't procrastinate Never ignore the red flags, always be on the lookout, and the grass is not always greener. And they all really make sense. Uh, if, you have procrast- if you hadn't procrastinated, you'd have said certain things 
way ahead of time and you and perhaps you wouldn't have ended up in the situation that you ended up being at the end uh yes yeah so for those who've stuck um onto this and rode the ride up to part three want to say thank you um and thank you carlos for sharing uh such, such an interesting story and thank um, you it's just a pity we can't we couldn't get to a yeah. part four <laughs> <laughs> Well, you've been listening to um, another episode of The Feeling Station. I'm your host, Tinto, and I look forward to catching you next week. Peace. Do I'm not sure you zero Love is a fire. Do I'm not sure you zero amai.